Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, all three of our readings for this weekend speak a primordial spiritual truth. That's to say, the need to detach oneself from the goods of the world. Let me just say that again. It's a basic Christian spiritual principle. The need to detach ourselves from the goods of this world. Now, over the years, I've insisted frequently on this point, but it's, it's worth doing again. This detachment has nothing to do with hatred of this world or a suspicion of matter or the flesh. See, that, that's the dualistic, puritanical, platonic interpretation. And that's just not biblical. The Bible's written by people out of a Jewish uh, frame of mind, and there's, there's nothing of that puritanism or dualism in, in the Jewish frame of mind. Rather, it has to do with what I'd call the wearing lightly of this world and its goods, even as those goods are acknowledged and celebrated. Wearing lightly this world and its goods. Now, our first reading is taken from that extraordinary book. We now call it the book of Kohaleth. It was known as the book of Ecclesiastes years ago. Kohaleth is the narrator, and he presents himself as King Solomon in old age. Hence, he's, you might say, the paradigmatic sage. Remember, Solomon asked for wisdom, so God gave Solomon the greatest wisdom that anyone's ever had. So here's old man Solomon having lived his life. So he's the paradigmatic wise figure. He's someone who's seen it all, who's enjoyed every one of life's pleasures and opportunities. And this is what makes his message so powerful. It's not coming from someone, um, you know, in a state of, of resentment. It's someone that's done it all, seen it all, had it all. And yet, his overall perspective is, and I'm quoting now, vanity of vanities. Vanity of vanities. All things are vanity. Now, the word used in the Hebrew there for vanity is the word hebel. And hebel it sounds a little bit like bubble, and it even has that sense of of wind or vapor or, or bubble, something that's, that's very evanescent, that's passing, that just comes and goes. What's the world like? It's like, you know, bubbles on the surface of a pond. They pop up, <laughs> they're there for a few moments, and then they go away. Like vapor, it rises and then it just dissipates. We don't even see it. So this man, Kohaleth, Solomon, He's experienced power, sensual pleasure. But in the reading for today, the little passage for today, he focuses on another worldly good, namely 
economic advantage. Here I'm quoting now. Here's one who's labored with wisdom and knowledge and skill, and yet to another who has not labored over it, he must leave his property. Um, interesting, isn't it? So someone who's got lots of know-how, lots of skill, lots of experience, and man, he's put his whole life into, we might say, you know, um, inventing a, a business, maintaining this great uh, economic empire. But yet, at the end of the day, let's face it, he's going to leave that to somebody else. He'll not have it forever. It'll pass on, then do a couple more generations to people that he never even knew. Maybe the whole business is just going to break apart. This thing that he's given his whole life to eh, lasts for a short time. You know, it's funny, in the course of my pastoral work, you know, priests visit hospitals and nursing homes a lot, and you talk to older people. I've heard exactly this from older people. I've heard Kohaleth say exactly this. Older people that say, you know, look, Father, I, I worked all my life on this business, all my life. I put all my heart and soul into it. And now I realize it's passing on to my ungrateful children. <laughs> You know, so this is not just an abstraction. I've heard people sound just like Kohaleth. Well, what should one do? One should realize that even those most durable goods, homes, property, real estate, they're finally bubbles. They come and they go. They last for a moment, then they fade. Should this make us depressed or morose? No, no, no. The right attitude is to enjoy the goods you have, but not to cling to them obsessively. Appreciate them. So if you have, you have a business you've created, you've made money, you have property, okay, enjoy it. But then let them go. Don't cling to them as though your life depends upon them. Don't cling as though they're the center of your life. Okay, so against the backdrop of Kohaleth, let's look at the gospel for today, taken from the 12th chapter of Luke. Jesus' teaching is set up by a very practical question thrown at him. And again, I've heard this question in pastoral context. A man says, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. Again, how contemporary and how perennial that sounds. Something like that is being said, trust me, in lawyers' offices all over the country as we speak. Hey, 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 tell, tell my brother to give me my share of the inheritance. Families fight all the time about this, don't they? Well, they did in Jesus' time. And this guy's going to the famous... Uh, Rabbi, to say, hey, Rabbi, settle this for me. I mean, I've seen preoccupation with this question, and I mean precisely this question about inheritance, divide and destroy families, even families that are strong and devoted to each other. I've seen them torn apart by this very question. So Jesus seizes upon the opportunity to teach this pivotal spiritual lesson. Listen now. Take care to guard against all greed, 
For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Put that on your screensaver. Put that up as a little sign in your office, maybe. Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Notice, please, again, he's not decrying possessions in themselves. He's not urging everyone here and now to rid themselves of all their wealth and property. But he is indeed telling them not to make possessions the basis of their life. There is the key word. Your life does not consist of possessions. That's what the Lord is saying. They should never be what we live for, what we base our life upon. We must wear them lightly, hold them by the fingertips, if you want, not deep in the palm of your hand. You see what I'm saying? A lot of us take the goods of the world and we hang on to them with a desperate grip. No, hold them by your fingertips, these things, that come and go. Now, what follows is that wonderful and devastating parable about the man who wants to build bigger barns. So he's a, he's a big dealer. He's a, he's a hedge fund manager. He's a private equity investor. He's a very successful uh, economic mover and shaker. He's getting more and more. Hey, I thought I was rich. I'm even richer. So what do I do? Oh, I know. I'll build a bigger barn. I'll tear down the one I have and build a bigger one to store all the things I have. He's a symbol of the obsessive, all-preoccupying quality of greed. We have, but we want more. We hoard, but it's never enough, and so we become addictive. I think the bigger barn in this parable is a beautiful evocation of addiction, because addiction is, uh, I just want more and more and more, and I'm never satisfied. Hey, man, you got this barn out there, Mac. It's filled with, now fill in the blank, you know, wealth or power or pleasure, honor. No, 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 that's not big enough. I need a bigger barn. Again, pastorally, I have known a lot of people like this guy over the years. And, you know, I'll be honest, I've sensed it myself. We're, we're all sinners. And therefore, we're beset with this kind of addictive instinct. I need more and more and more. But the Lord says to him in the Jesus, in Jesus' parable, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. And the things you prepared... To whom will they belong? Now, there it is again, isn't it? There's the old guy, you know, in the nursing home saying, look, I've, I've spent my whole life building this company, and, but who's going to get it after I'm gone? He means, mind you, not just your life in the physical sense, but the meaning of your life. God will ask this night what your life was all about. And you'll be able to show him big barns filled with stuff. 
Think about that, everybody listening to me right now. Think about that. If tonight, and it could be, it could be, nobody knows the, the, uh, the day or the hour, right? It could be this night your life's required of you. What are you going to show the Lord? Hey, hey, look, I got this giant barn out there, and it's full of what? All the stuff that we think is important. Who cares? Who cares? If, the, if your life is required of you this night, what will you show the Lord? This is what my life is about. Trust me, you don't want to go to that place with, with a barn as, as, your, as your thing, you know. So with all that now, finally, let's turn to the second reading taken from Paul to the Colossians to see how this entire matter is resolved. Paul says, simply and bluntly, listen, if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above and not what is on earth. Wow, powerful stuff. Again, don't think about it dualistically. That's not Puritanism. It's not either or, like spirit good, matter bad. It's not that game at all. Paul's a good Jew. Is nothing against the material world. But it has to do, indeed, with the ultimate orientation of one's life, with what one values above all. To value God, to look to the things of heaven, that's to value love, mercy, justice, truth, the things that in themselves have no end. Does that make sense? The things that of their very nature are eternal, they participate in the being of God. Once those are firmly in place as your defining values, then you'll know what to do with whatever worldly goods you may attain. Cardinal George's great line comes to mind in this context. Right before he died, Cardinal George said, the only things you take with you in the life to come are the things you've given away on earth. It's so good, isn't it? In other words, you'll have in the heavenly realm nothing other than the love you've cultivated here below. It's not the barns, you know, the big barns filled with stuff. We're, we're all obsessed with that. Forget about it. The only thing you'll have in the heavenly realm is the love you've cultivated here below. So, as the Lord would say, don't build up treasure on earth. Thieves burst in and, and, and moths uh, destroy. Rather, build up your treasure in heaven. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.